What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. Got a hopefully a big show for y'all tonight. I got the crew half awake, so let's see what happens. What's up, Chief? What's up, Jeff? How's it going, man? I'm going all right, man. I'm just trying to chill and do my thing. How's everything with you, man? Oh, uh, man, everything is good, man. Shout out to the my cohorts and henchmen on the show and uh, to all the listeners who, uh, who listen in uh, weekly or Bye weekly. Yeah, yeah. Once in a while. Yeah, thank y'all all all out there. Jay King, what's up with you, man? Bro, everybody out there, hey, y'all, Chief, Jace, Jeffrey, you, man, love y'all. Ready to do this again. But, bro, I just saw my first glimpse of The Mandalorian. I'm like, yeah, I'd rather see that than the Star Wars movie. That's all I got right now. (laughs) I was a little blown away by that just now. Yeah, we need to talk about that uh, Star Wars trailer. Jace, little brother, what's going on with you? How are you fine folks today? Oh, we're just great. Looking forward to an uh, Emmy Award winning show tonight here. Oh, good. I think we're, uh, we're, we're well on track to win one today. Yep. On Monday, we got the first trailer, or first, the final trailer for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, we had a little text thread about it. Jace was somehow swayed and excited by what he saw. The rest of us were a little well. Javon, what do you think of this thing, man? I think they pulled out all the stops because they had to. I felt like that was going to happen. But overall, I'm tepid. You know, I'm like, look, I'm going to need at least <laughs> I'm going to need at least five opinions over the over that 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 opening week. Before I say yay and nay to going to see it, I just I got such a sour taste in my mouth after uh, what the 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 last one what was the name of that I don't even remember the, the name of that Jedi. damn movie. The last <laughs> I had such a sour taste in my mouth over that stinker that I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't I don't care if I see it. I don't. So. With that said, I don't care that J.J. Abrams is coming back. That's not enough of a sales point for me because of what they've done with the last two movies. I'm going to need some positive, glowing reviews. Not just positive. I'm going to need some glowing reviews because otherwise it'll be on cable in a few months. What I find very interesting is when I saw the trailer for Avengers Endgame, I knew at least some point what I thought the movie was about. Getting Thanos, getting payback and doing something risky to get everybody back based off of what I was able to piece together from the trailer. From Motherless Brooklyn, this new Edward Norton film, I understand what the movie's about. Chief, can you tell me from watching this final trailer what The Rise of Skywalker is about? I don't even care. I, I saw the trailer. It. I don't know. I don't even know what it is, man. It, the Emperor's voice... It seems like it was one of those. Is the movie like an Avengers three-hour movie? Is that what it is? I think it's supposed it to be really like long. It, it seems like they're gonna try to have to pack a whole lot of stuff into this movie. And uh, I don't nothing. It was it. Did, did it seem exciting? It just I don't. It's the same old thing. It's Ray running with the lightsaber. Uh, you know. Then Ray hugging people. <laughs> then what's his name? John Aguadabu or Agdegabu? Boyega. Yeah, Boyega. John Boyega looking lost. 
he always they always got that screenshot where he's just looking off into the distance like, you know, he's he can't find his car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um I, I don't know. It looks like they're riding some, some new some new monsters. I don't know if they're uh some new animals. I mean it's not quite the 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 Monaco the Monaco mon, uh animals, but they're riding some new animals. I I don't know. Kylo Ren is back with uh, is there another Jedi introduced? Can we get another uh she looks still undisciplined like what is she is she she's how does she <laughs> Because, like, even on the last joint, dude, she was, like, she didn't even train under Luke. She came out. She was a damn good fighter. This damn Kylo Ren been practicing and fighting under the force <laughs> for, for, for whole, his whole pre- life, dude. Yeah. His whole life. Explain yourselves. I mean, yourself. I'm not, I'm not a... I'm not a pro athlete, and I can't imagine going up to a track and getting into the running position against any pro female. Let's go with Usain Bolt. Right. Even, I mean, even even Usain Bolt in his, in his quote unquote old age in his thirties now, um, and then wow, the gun goes off, and I'm just I'm just as nice. Matter of fact. Now nah, you realizing, man, I'm even faster than these cats. I've had no training. I've I spent zero hours a week getting my body right. I'm I'm 40 pounds overweight. I'm just I'm killing these dudes. I'm killing the game. And then this is this is this is this is her. No training, killing the game. Uh, you know, here we go. She looks. You know, now she's in the second one. They fighting again, and you know, are they sending her on missions? I mean, hell, even Luke disappeared for a while while he learned the Force. They were like, "Oh, Master Luke is back." You know what I mean? <laughs> they, she, she doesn't even look like where is, she, has, has it been years? Is years have passed? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, it, it's it's it doesn't. It, they're not showing me anything that I'm looking at that I'm saying, hmm. That's it. That's the key one for me. So it's basically the same trailer as the other trailers to me. And the other trailers were, like, they just, someone pulled down their pants on a hot summer's day and took a steaming pile of crap on a hot sidewalk, a busy hot sidewalk. And we're just all trying not to step in it. I mean, we're like, ah, this joint, we all see it. We all see it. And we're like, damn, this is it. This is what we've, this is, you know what I mean? I've come down here. I just wanted some ice cream and enjoy the show. Instead, you know, I got to clean my Nikes off. It's, it's, it's horrible. This whole thing has been horrible. And I don't think this, this movie is going to be any less horrible. I mean, yeah, the, the last one, Carrie Fisher froze in space, didn't she? <laughs> she barely. She froze, in, she froze in space, didn't she? Like, I, I, and then don't don't even get me started. This Luke thing. I mean, why even bring him back? For like, we waited. We saw Luke. She came, handed him his lightsaber. The movie ended with her and him just standing there, 
not immediately. So they look like they were staring at each other for a good 15, 20 seconds. And she's just holding out the lightsaber before it ended, right? Mm-hmm. Then they get him in the second movie, and I, I don't even know, like, his parts were the worst. And then they kill him, or he kills himself. Suicide, I mean, suicide, I don't even, even the other Jedi, I mean, Yoda died at old age. Obi-Wan gave himself up to the Force. Uh, Anakin died of his injuries to, from the Emperor. I've yet to see somebody just be like, mm, I'm just going to go ahead and kill myself. So he kills himself. And then now this last one, is he in it? Does he do anything? Do you care if he's in it? Is the, is, 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 is the Emperor back? Do you care if the Emperor's back? Is, do you care if he has a connection to Snoke? Because who was Snoke then? It's just, it's just the whole thing is crap on a sidewalk, hot summer day. I don't know what they're going to do, man. I wish I could just throw in, like, um, some applause right there. Because, man, that was... It was epic. It really was. James, I'm going to let you speak on it, because you're going to represent the people more interested. I want to necessarily say excited, but the people who are more interested in seeing that trailer. But for me, I watched it, and... I just immediately was thinking of all the Star Wars callbacks. Like we had Ray and Kylo Ren fighting in the water, and it immediately took me back to Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting at Mustafar with the lava, uh, replacing the water in that instance. And um, like some more moments of, hey, is Kylo going to join the light side like Anakin? Where I still don't care. Um I saw another black woman. That was cool. Kind of intriguing. Uh, looks like they're going to do some cavalry. And it looks like they found a million resistance ships when the resistance was supposedly two ships after they ran out of gas. But, okay. One thing that I am very interested in seeing is how they continue to go to the well of nostalgia and try to work the Star Wars audience emotion because the trailer features this big prominent scene of Princess Leia or General Leia hugging Rey, a person she still has no connection whatsoever to, as if we're supposed to care about her hugging Rey. And I'm still like, Chewbacca's still in this movie. Princess Leia, General Leia hugging Chewie would have way more emotional value to me than her hanging this random chick we've never seen her have any interaction with or care about like the second that ray got off of the ship in force awakens she hugs leia leia hugs her like oh man i'm so happy to see you stranger this means so much this is such a heartfelt moment we lost han oh yeah there's chewy his best friend uh, i'm gonna ignore him like i have a medal in my hand uh, so it's just weird. And them trying to bring palpatine in and acting like ha this is all part of his epic plan I don't understand what epic plan this could be. I'm going to have my uh, wrinkly prune face, gold lame wearing, very white guy get killed by his own apprentice because he's not smart enough to notice the lightsaber turning. And I'm going to hope that Luke Skywalker, the only guy who apparently could kill me, exhausts himself in a fake fight with Kylo. I mean, it's just so weird. And it's like they're hoping 
bringing Palpatine back will get Star Wars fans excited. And I would watch that uh, the very first trailer debut at the Star Wars celebration, and the fans were excited. And I'm just like, for what? I was just wasting the great story that was set up and established in the first six films on this cheap, hey, he's back, just to try to get Ray and Finn and Poe and their adventure that we still know nothing about over. And it just feels like such an injustice where they could have created their own bad guy and made him mean something. And yet again, they've got to go back to the original trilogy well to try to fix their lack of creating a, a cohesive, fresh universe for these new characters. So, Jace, tell me, please, why you were slightly more interested in seeing this movie after watching this final trailer. Okay. Uh, let's... Uh, I'm sure you guys... Well, I don't know. I'm not going to make any judgments. But there was certain stuff in the trailer that... Once you started over, I mean, once you analyzed it, there was some cool stuff in there. Like, I know, like, everybody saw that uh, uh, scene where, like, the Millennium Falcons follow all these ships. But one of those ships in there, if you watch Star Wars Rebels, is the Ghost. That's, like, Ezra, Kanan, and uh, Sabine, and uh, Hera's ship. That that ship was, uh, and I'm I'm, I'm going to spoil it in case anybody hasn't heard it, but that ship was lost with when Ezra uh, took out Thrawn in Star Wars Rebels. So to have that back means they're bringing some of that old Star Wars Rebels stuff in there, which I think is cool. Uh, which the other thing is we don't know what actually happens to Ezra. So he's been gone and lost for like 40 you years. They're going to mention Ezra. Stuff. Yeah, I actually do. Cause it's, I mean, like, I mean, if you got to use every drop of nostalgia <laughs> to make this work, you're going to use it all. I think you just basically use the kitchen sink of everything that quote unquote is canon now. You got to use it all. Um, so I think the, I think they're going to bring that in. I did like the you know Moose, uh, the kind of flip of Mustafar for the water scene. Like I thought that was cool. Of course, Kylo looked like he was about to you know. Somebody took his favorite toy instead of looking like he's about to kill somebody, but I'm going to leave. I'm, I'm going to let that ride. There was another thing that like kind of like in that scene where, uh, uh, what's her name? Ray and Kylo, they're rocking out, with, but what's her name doesn't have a lightsaber. She has like this potentially like, I haven't like completely overanalyzed, but she looks like she has a dagger. That dagger is the same, potentially the same one they use from, uh, what is that? That would have been the Clone Wars, where there's like a father, a sister, and a, I mean, it was a brother, sis, brother, sister, and a father. Those are like represented the kind of balance of the Force. And that would kind of mean like Ray having that, working with Kylo, would, and then you have Palpatine, it could kind of be the flip side of the force how it was before, you know, before the first order took over. So that, that, that could be like, okay, that could be a cool callback. Um, and next off, I think, I think we just, I think the other thing is Brian Johnson, I think when he made uh, raise parents, like nobody, I think they're going to throw that out. I mean, just, I, I think I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, pretty much done with the whole 
she's not related to Kylo. I just said they actually are, they're actually the twins. They're actually like in the books they used to be called uh, Jaina and and Jason, but I think I think they're actually going to be like somehow Luke kind of wiped everybody's mind except his own. That they don't actually I mean they have a connection, but they don't know why they have a connection like how. Ray, as soon as she meets Han, it's like, hey, how you doing? Hey, yeah, well, it's like we're old buddies. Huh, how about that? Like, and the fact that Luke is strong enough to project himself over, like, several galaxies and actually look like he's interacting with somebody doesn't seem like that's not something he couldn't do. I mean, that's another, like, callback to Star Wars Rebels, where uh, Ezra is, like, in a place where he can basically jump through time and space. So... If he knows how to do that, Luke could do that. He could possibly wipe everybody's mind and not remember they're all related. For those I mean, of it, us who are still uh, a little bit behind on our Star Wars Rebels viewing. Well, then I think you should get on that. Then. Thanks. That is true. I, I absolutely need to. Yeah. I got uh, caught trying to catch up on Clone Wars. So you probably need to get on that, too. Yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, I think that's, I, I think that's because it's like, if you don't use, like, and I think the bad thing is, like, for them, everybody has all these different outfits, but uh, Ray's doesn't look very different than her other outfit from the last movie, I think. So it doesn't look like much time has passed. Like, Luke, when he came in there with that all-black uh, outfit for Return of Jedi, you're like, oh, he's, he's not to be trifled with here. But Ray and her her potential, it could be the exact same outfit. It's like, oh, okay. How much time has passed? I mean, everybody else is looking like, you know, they're casual, you know, rebel wear, but she's still in her mock Jedi, I mean, uh, her apprentice Jedi wear. So, but yeah, what else I got? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I, I think that's, that's kind of why knowing some of that other stuff is like, if you got three, if you got three hours movie, you basically have to act like most of the Ryan Johnson stuff. You got enough time to act like none of that happened. So you you can just forget about Space Monaco. That didn't mean anything. They're going to have to, I mean, Rose Tico is going to be a force because she needs to. Uh, we got to work in these two new characters, uh, Carrie, uh, Carrie Russell's character, or she could be like Captain Phasma and get killed in two seconds before you know what she did. Uh, uh, like Lando's potential kid, you know. Uh, we got we to rework in Lando. Because you know he's for, he's he's not running uh, Mon- space Monaco, which would have been a better use for him. But that's true. Uh, yeah, so it's just like we got three hour movie to retcon all of Last Jedi and actually <laughs> make this new one connect to all the other Star Wars stuff that's ever existed. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty no. easy job. Well, it it. it it can be like Palpatine, like being the bat. The you can, I mean, like Palpatine being the overall giant bad guy, you can use because he's thrown down. I mean, he, I mean, like he's the dude who started the cloning process in the original trilogy. I mean, in, in uh, this the prequel trilogy. So the fact he didn't learn a little thing or two, have an extra body running around on the Death Star. I don't say he can do that. I, I mean, like you could. I mean, I'm I'm more 
possibly, I'm, I'm thinking there is a good chance, like, in, in J.J. Abrams, as much grief as I may give him, like, he makes exciting movies, even though he, he kind of plays it safe, but they're kind of exciting. I mean, like, the action scenes are good. And, I mean, he, he, and he you know, if, it, if this is his story he started off with, I think, all right, if you, you get, you're now getting the keys to the story you want to make again. I'm actually more positive that you can do it, that he can do it. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. December 20th, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker comes to theaters. One thing we know is coming up a little bit before then is Crisis on Infinite Earths. I'm going to keep talking about it every week because it's so, the buildup to it has been so good. Uh, Tuesday is basically Crisis Day. Crisis warm-up day, uh, Flash and Arrow went further into it. Uh, Jace, we watched Flash. Um, this whole thing with this crisis antimatter wave coming and buried. Not sure if he wants to tell anybody. And ultimately decides, yeah, I probably should tell them that I am going to die. Thought that was a really good decision because I hate when they just have a secret that they milk for 20 episodes and it's just lame. Um, I found out this week that Flash has a new showrunner, which goes a long way to understanding why this show, this season, has been so much better than the last few seasons. Uh, Eric Wallace is his name, and he is clearly decided that the supporting characters need more work than just sitting around watching Barry and then have some token subplot to pass time. Like they all have something going on. Frost is trying to find her life. Uh, Ralph, we're getting a slow burn on him finding Sue. Cisco is adjusting to a life without powers, and it's actually making me not wish he still had his powers, which is a shock. Iris has a job to go along with her career. She has an office with actual co-workers, employees that she can boss around. It's like, oh man, somebody really remembered that she liked to be in journalism. And she's not just waiting on Barry at Team Flash headquarters all the time. That's great. Um, we just finally got the introduction of a new Wells this episode. And this one isn't finding a room at Star Labs. He actually has a purpose of his own and he's not just sitting around uh, working a fake accent or doing something silly. This guy's like an action-adventure character and he's on the hurt on the hunt for something so that's all kind of cool i'm really enjoyed uh the, the build-up with ramsey this week where ramsey's like i'm dying and i'm gonna do everything i can possibly do to prevent it and barry's like i know i'm gonna die and i'm okay with it so that was a real cool setup where you got these two characters on opposite ends of their mindset of how they're facing their imminent death and this is a huge, huge, far cry away from what we've seen Barry in the past where he was faced with death or some loved one was facing death and it was like, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to go back through time to fix it. He's matured. He's like, yep, this is what I got to do. And I'm going to do it. So what have you thought so far of, well, what do you think of this episode? Not this season. Just what do you think of this episode? Um, this uh, it was funny. Like you, I didn't know there was there was a new showrunner until I think you told me uh, last night, and I'm like, that makes a whole lot more sense because every one of these characters is like it's the Flash, and everybody else has other stuff to do, and like Ralph A 100 percent 
like they they started changing him for the better last year, but they've made him like an actual decent human being. That was a far cry from his. I mean, even though he was facing when he thought imminent death, he was ridiculous. So now they've made him actually a, a decent character, like trying to help his mom out, you know, like actually providing good advice to people. Like he's, I mean, helping out. Like uh, I guess was it? Uh, his, like I said, his mom uh, last week it was Killer Frost. Yeah, now, the Book of Ralph is like a really cool running joke that I actually like that he does. He's got this Book of Ralph for every every situation, yeah. and it's actually funny and it goes a long way to making him a cool, fun character. Yeah, like that was that was a, a smart. I mean, it's like when we when he had, when we introduced the book of Ralph last year, it was like, really, this is kind of ridiculous. But it was like, it's coming from a good place, which was a much better way to go than he's like, hey, you, you're you're trying, you're looking for love, Gypsy's gone, and you know you're kind of ridiculous. But now that we have a Cisco, is like, hey, I I'm not in Star Labs, I do my thing. Uh, him trying to bond with the new Wells, I thought was funny. Uh, and I and like I said, I I, I liked uh, the the guy uh, was it Malcolm? Not Malcolm. Uh, Ramsey. Ramsey, yes, yeah. I I, I mean I, I I mean most of the stuff the dude does. Like I mean I actually liked him in Heroes, so I, I'm, it's kind of cool seeing him kind of back in that element. Uh, which was I mean it's like so he's playing he's once again playing the scientist, but now he's like once again playing that kind of I'm I'm I know I'm doing stuff I probably shouldn't do. But that ethical ethics says I should, but I'm gonna go there anyway, which I, I'm glad they kind of cast him for that for that role. And like you said, the mirror images of their how they're facing what they think is their imminent doom, uh, him and Barry facing their imminent doom. I, I like that too because it's like it actually gives him some uh, Barry someone to play off. Like he's hopeful, like hey, these guys are gonna you know once I'm gone, they're gonna they're gonna continue. You know everything's hey the world the world's gonna be better. I mean, Instead of everybody dying just because I'm I'm too selfish to let go, but Ramsey's like, no, nah, I'm across every line possible to make sure I die. Even though I know I just created a zombie blood dude based off my blood, I don't really care. It, I know it's probably curing me of my uh, fatal disease, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna keep going as far as it goes. So, but yeah, like I said, I, it's it's been very. I mean, like I I've just enjoyed the this pre-crisis. Uh, episode one, I mean, uh, issue episode three, before we get our our next installment of the tie-in uh, next uh, for Arrow. So, it worked out well. Hey, Chief, have you been following Flash? Yeah, I've, I've, followed, I've been following Flash. So, what did you think of this episode? Um, It was a good episode. Um, Killer, Frost, Killer Frost finally worked out her feeling. Uh, uh, see Wells is back. Uh, you know, uh, it always gets you to wonder: is he part of the team? Or is, he, is he coming? Is he? I guess he's actually uh, on contract to play with him. I, just, you know, welcome back. I guess I don't know. I get tired of the Wells con uh, guy, but I mean, all right. So there's always a Wells, I guess. So he'll always be back. Um. Cisco's girlfriend wasn't in this episode, was she? I don't think she was. I don't remember she seeing her. Nah, she wasn't. Um, but we had Wells. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, it's just, the character development is good. Um, 
it's you know, Flash hasn't been bad. Um I don't know how this another crisis, you know, everybody's looking forward to it or at least they're building it up. Uh we'll see. Um and and like I said, it it's 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 been it's it hasn't been bad this season. I mean it's never been awful. But I mean it hasn't been really it hasn't been um the writing is definitely up this season. Um they're getting uh what's his name's wife more involved. Um Yeah. And I think I just just for me, I think when I watch these shows in a sense I think I enjoy them better when I don't think about what the characters are doing is that feasible. So, um, and I think that's the approach I've been taking to a lot of these shows this year. Like, mm, stop, stop analyzing the show. Cause you know, when, when I watch it, I, I watch it and I watch certain things cause I know I'm going to have to talk about it. So it makes me watch the show and say, ah, that's not right. That's, I find that if I just let my shut my brain off for that hour and just watch, I enjoy the show better. So, and, and you know, and I don't remember a damn thing after the show's over because my brains were shut off. But I enjoy the show better. I know that I've enjoyed the episode better. So, excellent. Um, you know, so we'll see what happens with this flash and see what 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 it all culminates into. Nice. All right, so Sundays, I'm going to get to air on a second, but Sundays has become interesting because the big woman power night with Batwoman and Supergirl is not doing as well as the other Arrowverse shows. Supergirl had its Sunday episode. It was its lowest rated episode in the series run so far. That's not good because I feel like Supergirl kind of got bumped to a later hour for Batwoman, which seems weird because it would, I don't know, the dynamics of the two, it seems like Supergirl, the seemingly more cheery, optimistic, happy-go-lucky hero, would fit better as the 8 o'clock show, and then Batwoman, the darker hero, would make more sense in the 9 o'clock hour. Also, because it's like you always have it, your old show is your lead-in to the new show. Yeah. Really didn't make sense. So if people aren't watching the new show to a high enough degree, you're not getting that lead in. Because I don't think the CW audience is like, oh, man, I'll just keep the TV on until this other show that I really want to watch is on. I don't feel like oh, that. And then, and then Walking Dead's on, so. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's a good point. And Walking Dead has been good, so maybe there, maybe some of that audience that would be watching it is like, yeah, Angela Kang is running this thing, so we're good. Good point. Nobody talks about nobody talks about how bad the ratings of Walking Dead are, which means they're probably on a deep. I mean, in, I mean, no, they've been bad, but um, AMC isn't in any thought of canceling it. I mean, it's, it hit another. The season premiere was like the lowest rated season premiere, so I mean, it's not. Oh, okay. It hasn't rebounded, but as long as the quality's up and AMC is happy with it, uh, it's not going anywhere. The CW may be feeling a little bit different because they've got so many superhero shows on the network right now. They're working on a Green Arrow and the Canaries spinoff of Arrow, and that would be like seven shows? So, I don't know. Maybe the market's a little bit flooded. If you could tie them in more. 
I mean, I think once at post-crisis, like if they're all in one world, it's like, okay. And because you think about it, like a lot of, I mean, like early seasons, the crossover wasn't the only time they were on each other's show. Like there was a time where Super, I mean, uh, Flash was on Supergirl, but they stopped doing that recently. And they kind of just like, we have one episode, one uh, episode all season that these guys interact with each other. But once they put them all in one world, it's like, okay, why not? We can just say, all right, there's there's no more Green Arrow anymore. So that whole, basically everybody in Green Arrow is getting uh, conscripted to another show. Or based on what happens in Arrow, some other things might happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, so we're going to talk about Batwoman. Javon, you've been watching this. What do you think of the first three episodes we've seen at this point? Um, <clears throat> nothing to write home about. Um, I really wish they wouldn't beat you over your left temple with the fact that Batwoman is gay. Like we we know you've only been promoing this for a while, and it's not that I have a problem with it. It's just it's like, all right, look, we get it, okay? Let's not just focus on that. There's a lot more that you could focus on. It's not just the fact that Batwoman is gay. It's, they're using that too much as a crutch to, you know, it's like to shock you into watching, like, ooh, what is she going to do next? Who is she going to kiss? Like, Are you talking about the scene with the bartender? Yeah. Yeah, and, that was really kind of clunky. It's, like, it's clunky and stupid, and it's it's cheap. It's mm-hmm. cheap. It's relying on that as a means to sell the show. You don't need to do that. If the show is good, people will watch whether Batwoman is gay or not. They'll watch the show. Just stop relying on that as a means to sell the show. Um, Nothing's remarkable here either. That's the biggest problem, too. That's the biggest problem. Nothing about this show is remarkable. Not the action, not the storylines, not the acting. There's nothing really remarkable. I'm giving it a shot because I was greatly interested in it because I like Ruby Rose as an actress. and I thought it was an interesting concept. I thought it would be an inter- make for in- interesting television. But so far, it's been pretty pretty mediocre with the overdone, over-relied-upon storyline that Batwoman is openly gay. That's it. It's not that I have a problem with No. Listen to what I'm saying, y'all. She, the, the story sucks. And they're not doing anything with it. It's, it's not interesting. They're relying too much on that to sell this series when they don't have to do it. I have a real question for you about this. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the Arrowverse, which you don't watch too regularly, they don't tend to like happy relationships. Like They tend to mess them up almost as soon as they start one. And with Batwoman, her ex-girlfriend is now married to a dude, and presumably she was just fine in love with this guy. But at the sight of Kate coming back, now she's jealous and is all like, well, wait a second, who's she with? What's she doing? And it just seems like, well, if she wasn't happy or did, or just kind of wanted to do her own thing, what made it so Kate's return made her go, hey, you know what? I want to be back with her. Or I want to be with the woman again. It feels kind of clunky and in terms of how about the more revolutionary subplot of her actually being happily married and Kate just having to move on. Happily married and her moving on. 
Because you know why? This that's is CW. a smart way to tackle yeah, it. it, it really just, well, CW. there's that. It's, <laughs> that's a, that would be the smart way to approach it. Yeah, and the cheap and easy is to focus on that because that creates a storyline without having to put too much thought into it, right? Mm. That's what it is, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's really like, that's the one thing that I don't like. Everything else has been okay. It's not blowing me away like, wow, this is so good. It's it's decent. I feel like it can still figure out where it wants to go uh, just with the storyline. I'm glad they put her in the real costume now. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's the first season. I kind of feel like when back in 2008 through 2011, Marvel Studios had a formula for doing an origin film for their characters. And then by 2015, they changed that approach where it was like, okay, we're not going to do the same thing we've been doing. We're not going to do this long. We're not going to use the first movie to explain who our hero is. And I feel like Batwoman is doing the same approach that The Flash and Arrow did and Supergirl, their first seasons, where it was like, here's the hero learning to be who they are. Now, that's one thing where Black Lightning stood apart from the rest because he was already a hero, but he had retired. So it left a different slant, kind of like, hey, what was he doing? As opposed to, hey, we're going to retrace all the steps for her, learning how to be a hero, learning how to use the Batarang, figuring out this outfit, and all this stuff. And I'm just like, we've already seen her as a fully formed Batwoman a year ago in the crossover. And starting from that point probably would have been a better jumping on point for people who presumably saw her in the crossover. Gunner, you saw the first episode. What do you think about Batwoman so far? I mean, I was a little disappointed that they didn't like this wasn't a flashback like thing, right? Like they could have redone that gimmick with this character. I actually would have rather been criticizing the fact that they did that versus criticizing what's happening now where it's like another origin story that we don't need because like you just i was like wait wait she's put, this is the first time she's putting on a costume like the first episode right and i'm like okay but we already saw it like you just said it, it really makes anybody that was already that that was our our, our our entry point that was annoying like i was just like what the hell my entry point was like an ad that said she's gay okay cool and then i got to watch the whole origin story or, you know, if I was not a comic fan or didn't know her from the animated her for animated portrayals, I I pretty much I'm trying to hold off the fact that I'm not I'm disappointed because I'm really not because I thought the story was going someplace and I think it still is. I'm still trying to give it a chance. But I agree, like the origin piece of this is kind of whack. I mean, they really could have started a similar storyline, excuse me, from the point where, you know, that crossover happened. Whereas it's like, okay, we knew Gotham City existed. Okay, we know she's here. Hey, why is Bruce gone? Maybe she should explore that. And then through all of that, you know, oh, uh, my dad's kind of involved in all the situation. And, you know, my homegirl, my old homegirl is now married. and She's back or whatever. I don't know. Something something could have been done a little better. Um, not digging the whole Batman Begins kind of storyline here right and that's what it feels like they're trying to do <laughs> i feel like that's what they were trying to do here and it's not really doing as well at least that part of it is but i'm still i wouldn't say i'm compelled but i'm more curious to see how this is going right um 
but yeah, I agree. Like, well, I don't think we needed a, another origin story. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Chase, so another part with it that I'm worried about is her sister, Alice, is kind of set up to be the main villain, but she's helping her out in some cases, kind of going rogue and doing evil, bad things like murdering people. But I'm a little worried that they're putting her in every episode. And it's only three so far, but I kind of feel like with a big bad, as Flash likes to call them, it's better to do the slow build and just set her up like beating up on some low level crooks. I thought introducing Alice, having her know that Kate was Batwoman right away in the first episode was a bold move because it's like, okay, you guys are putting fast forward on what we would normally get from another Arrowverse show. But at the same time, it's kind of backfired and the now we've got Alice interacting with Kate in every episode and episode four the previews have already shown they're going to be interacting again by the bat symbol. I'm just kind of wondering, does this lead? I mean, they've already introduced Tommy Elliott, so we're going to have Hush show up eventually. This episode he showed up in was so lame because they just fast forwarded all the cool, interesting parts of Tommy as a character who's fresh in this Batwoman universe. I mean, they immediately made him like the shady bad guy. So we don't get the big payoff of, oh man, the guy underneath all the bandages is Tommy. What did you think about how they were doing this with, a bit, with the bad guys, with Alice, and with Tommy? Um, I was hoping because based off like the crossover, like the guys in uh, Central City and Star City know of Batman. They meet Batwoman, who's been Batwoman. So you have to basically we're we're putting this in a a six month ago. Uh, it means it's basically like Batwoman's three years ago from everybody else, which makes no sense. Uh, I mean, well, not, maybe not even three years, maybe two years ago. I don't know how the hell. How how the hell they're going with this? But it doesn't. It does. It, it's, it's like okay, we don't need to go with the slow, slow burn. Like your issues are like kind of mine. And then I'm thinking like okay, you could go with maybe like at the midpoint of the season, speed it up so she hasn't. She's been Batwoman from like you know, in her journals to Bruce. She's like, hey, I've been Batwoman for you know a year now. Here's what's happening. I'm still trying to figure out what, what what happened to Kate. Maybe they accelerate it that way because this current way is just like, it's not, it's not good. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I really, I was really watching it while I playing on my, I mean, video games on my phone. I'm just like, yeah, her sister's crazy, but her sister's not crazy enough to know how to remember how to play the violin, get into her dad's penthouse. Like, she's smartly crazy i don't get i don't get her crazy i mean like she's joker crazy or not like i'm 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 not getting that she's just homicidal maniac crazy yeah it's like she does some really off the wall stuff and then it's like well i want you to still care about me kate and i'm going to do this thing to show you that we're still best friends and that's that's what she did in the first episode it was like when when they broke it down it's like oh shoot her that's her sister Oh, we're gonna. So basically, she's gonna be trying to figure out what's going on with her sister, and her sister's gonna be kind of a way not in your face all the time. It's like 
it's going to be her quest to redeem her sister. But if her sister's all around, it's like, well, okay, how are you going to redeem her if she's always in your face? Like, what's going to be the trigger to snap her back to Kate? Or whatever her sister's name is. Alice. Yeah. So that that doesn't work for me right now. Uh, I didn't, I mean, they could have, I mean, like, I missed probably like the five minute, like the first five minutes, and I'm like, oh, the dude who's Bruce Wayne's friend? Oh, yeah. I do remember you saying, hush. Oh, we're going to actually have this dude run, walking around like the most obvious, like, hey, you know that gun that someone stole? It's got a tracker. And then he starts playing with the gun like five minutes later. Right. Yeah, he was so stupid. I was like, hey, he's smart enough to, A, know that <laughs> Bruce Wayne is Batman, break into random Wayne facility, and he can't figure, you know what? I'm going to let this sit. If I don't see, I mean, that's, that's like, if I don't see you come and get me, I stole some, and I don't find you. You you say, oh, there's a tracker, and I just let it sit for a month. And you don't find it? I guess there wasn't a tracker. It wasn't like I'm planning on, you know, burning Batman in effigy five minutes after he comes. Because I'm, I'm thinking you need more than one gun to get rid of Batman. It's so, I, I was very like, well, he's just got to be the dumbest, you know, bad guy we got so far. We've only gotten two. That's not a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good. So hopefully they can start making some sense. Otherwise, I think Crisis could spell the end of my run with Batwoman because I'm just not interested enough. Now, let's go on to Walking Dead because I want to talk about this show. And then we'll go to Supergirl because I know a lot of y'all have seen that. Walking Dead has been great this season. Angela Kang is killing it. Um... I feel like I try to work in her name every every episode just to, to tout her good name of what she's done to save this show. Uh, this episode, we saw Carol maybe go crazy. We saw Alpha doing her thing and getting everybody all riled up. And it's just, I don't know, they've set up this, this air of creepiness with the whispers. And it just feels like a totally different show where... We don't know what we can trust. We don't know what we're seeing. And we're all uneasy kind of watching it play out. And it's okay. Like that book that Carol had that vision where it was her and all her dead kids. That was that was really horror movie epic worthy. And the opening sequence of this episode where they're just fighting hordes of, and hordes and hordes of walkers. And it's just advancing every like hour saying, oh yeah, they're still fighting. That was really crazy. I like that they're bringing Negan into the fold and having him start to be like, hey, you can trust me. I'm the monster that you know to go kill the monsters that you don't know. And I think that's an interesting dynamic they're going to continue to play out. And I like that Aaron uh, gets to kind of be like, nah, dude. What kills me in these shows is like Arrow last season where months after Black Siren killed uh, Black Canary's boyfriend, Vince, they're all buddies, hanging out, laughing. Aaron held on to that grudge of the of the saviors killing Eric for at least nine, ten years. I mean, that is like, thank you. Because that's what a real person would do. They wouldn't act like, oh, well, we're supposed to be friends now, so I'm down with you. So I love that. And I just love that he's still like, nah, dude, I don't trust you. And yeah, we'll figure this out. But I, I'm not turning my back on you as long as I can help it. So, Jay King, what do you think about this episode? 
Well, I, I liked it, but I keep saying this, and I, I stand firm by it. I feel like they're wasting. It's a slow burn. I'm not going to say they're wasting it, but it's a slow burn that I know is going to pay off because of the slow burn. I want to see more Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I want to see more Negan because at this stage, we know that Michonne is leaving. Um, albeit Daryl and, and, and Carol are essential players in this. We, 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 we know them. We're invested in them. We know them, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that we got somebody like Negan who's very complex, especially given his role now in 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 what's happening with this show and what's happening with the heroes that we know and love and given this new force that with that that that's the new force of evil on the walking dead and our heroes have to face i want to see him more involved and i want to see him in the fight i i don't care about the the weirdness of the rosita eugene i love you but you just think of me as a piece of wood right i don't i don't care i really don't care I don't care that the doctor is having a, a, a many mental episodes, many mental episodes here and there. I don't care. There are other characters that I'm just not invested in. Um, I, I, I want to see more Negan. It's just because he's right now the most interesting person that's on this side, that side of the table. You can lump, uh, you can you can bundle all the rest of these players together. I don't care about what Aaron's going through. I don't care about, I really don't care about Daryl's storyline anymore. I don't. Because Daryl is what he is. He's he's always been who he is. It's not that I want to see Daryl, you know, take a bite on the ankle or nothing like that. But we know who Daryl is. And we've seen Daryl as Daryl. We, we want to see more. I want to see more Negan. I want to see what else our group has to offer. Who are the people who are really going to step up? and be the new Rick, the new who, you know, the new uh, Shane. Um, and those are hell of a shoes to fill, but we need to see who are the new dogs. That's what I want to see. There's some people with potential, but, I mean, for what it's worth, no one's really stepped up to that mantle. Michonne's going to be Michonne, but we also know Michonne's leaving. So somebody has to step in and step up. I would like to see that be Negan, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, because we – we only we're only getting about six minutes an episode of screen time from 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 them, and I think that's a waste right now. I think we need to be getting more Negan, but I know the payoff is going to be great. But so it's just a matter of being patient. I, I I just hope that that is really the case because that's the only logical way to go. I do want more Michonne on this. I really am like, come on. I want her to stay because, gosh, her role is it's so important. Good yeah, it's, it's like, good. no, don't leave now. You suffered through the bad stuff, so you got to sit here through the really great stuff. But you know what, Jeff? We got we got old girl Maggie coming back, uh, Laura, Lauren Cohen. The movies are coming back. There's a possibility that Morgan could be coming back. We don't know. Even though, you know, given his fate on what happened on Fear the Walking Dead. And th- with the movies... I don't know what to expect out of the movie or movies. Um, I definitely think that it's time to introduce some new blood that is a little stronger than what we've been getting or what we've gotten so far because the new what? The new foursome that, that got introduced into the fray last season? Yeah. I, you, can make, them. you can make a sandwich out of all of them. I wouldn't give a shit. 
Uh, they can make a, a a Walker sandwich. They can make a sandwich out of them for the Walkers. I wouldn't care. I don't care. Well, maybe there's nothing interesting up. about them. Maybe they'll step up. Maybe, but yeah. other than that, I, other than that, I don't, there's there's nothing to them. I'm hoping that we get some new dogs because, dude, I'm gonna tell you something. It's some, it was something about seeing Rick go red, Rick. Like I'm I'm covered in blood and I'm going all in. A, a, Rick was on some ABG. Anybody can get it. I'm covered in blood, and if you come in the way of what I got going on, then you're gonna die. There was something to be said about Shane when he was going through his. They they just make for such interesting people, man. Like oh man, the governor, so many, man. Uh, God, it's just we we're missing that right now. We really are, and that's that's what I want back. Other than that. They're doing a fine job. That's just what I want to see more of. Who's going to be the ones? And, and we're missing it right now. I hear you. All right. Let's talk Supergirl. I am behind, I think, largely because once I realized it was not going to be a weekly installment of Advancing Crisis, I figured I'd just do a binge later on and catch up. Chief, you have been watching. What have I missed? Is anything good going on on there? Nothing really good going on. I mean, John is still getting whooped every episode. Isn't Supergirl supposed to hook up with Brainiac in the future? Yeah. I don't see that. I don't, I don't even understand. Like, they have, and it's funny because the dude is from the future, yet he has no grasp on anything from the past. Like, it's just weird. Like, he's just so, I don't know. So, I mean, that whole dating aspect uh, with him, there's uh, Supergirl trying to please Luther. Um, it's nothing, you know, it's, I won't say I've been bored. It's just, Nothing right now is 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 is, is popping. I mean, they're, they're decent episodes, I guess. Um, they've introduced a a a new person. Like it's not the same person. She's except for the first of John's fight, except for John's brother. But other than that, Supergirl's fighting a new villain. Uh, you know, we're still trying to see what what Luther's concocting against her. Um. I don't know. I, I just it's not uh it's not terribly bad at this point. Not terribly good. It's just okay, Supergirl. Um I, I'm I'm imagining that they're going to build more and more into some things, especially when uh Luther finally gets this crock pot uh up to you know, the heat turns the heat up on it. Um so I've got to see. Uh, it's it's funny, man. Like her and James, I guess they just in, in, still in close proximity, but you know they don't even speak. Like like she's. <laughs> I've been watching. I'm like, well, I figured like James or somebody will call and reach out. They're they're all around each other, but um, it's just I don't know. It's just it's just it's just moseying on along. So we'll see. Supergirl's part of this crisis, right? Major or part. Is she, 
yeah, so we'll see how this all plays out, man. I, I you know, I'm I'm curious to see what this ha- what happens this 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 season and all of them flash and supergirl. So we'll see. I mean, like I said, it's not hasn't been a bad episode, but like I said, they're not exceptionally great uh you know, we haven't been in the D O D like that this year or whatever, wherever that place is. Uh we'll see. I you know. Supergirl, Supergirl, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Jay's what what's your take on what's happening with Supergirl? Well, unlike Lonnie, I'm willing to call it. This season's been boring. There's nothing that's been going on. Like, Lena's doing, basically trying to use something to make people not evil. But they don't spend enough time on that. And if you would spend enough time, it isn't that compelling. Uh, they decided to make... Okay, so, you know, remember that whole uh, thing you said earlier today? about CW not liking relationships, not happy relationships. Yeah, remember that? You said that earlier today? So, which relationship do you think is gone? Jeff's just completely on me. All right, whatever. Uh, so, Maggie and her girlfriend. Yay! You got it on the first try. <laughs> yeah, they decided to have... James needs to take his sister away because Martian Manhunter's brother can she can see who he is when he's not in Martian form. So to stop that problem, she's going to be speared away with James while he's thinking about running for Senate or something. <laughs> yes, this is all true. This is literally what happened on the show. No, this isn't even a joke. Wow. No, this is really what happened. I'm just like, I just keep trying to watch these shows, and it's like this one seems like a everyone seems like a middle season show, like episode fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen or something of the you know the twenty five episode. Yeah, Supergirl always starts off pretty bad, and then it eventually kind of figures out like after the after That's the halfway really point. True. Oh, let's start getting good. No, man. Usually it starts off great, and then Christmas break, you're like, yo. The the only one I feel like that was the case was the one with rain. The rest of them is like I could I could totally skip the first half and then catch up and be like, oh okay, here's what's happening. Oh yeah, that whole first half with mine, Ellen, and his wife don't matter. They it was an arranged marriage. Nothing here. Supergirl, go get him. Right. You get him, girl. He's all yours. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, I don't want to be a homewrecker, so neither of us will have him. Oh. Well, instead of worrying about you being a homewrecker, I'm going to go back to my, now that my marriage is basically ruined, I'm going to actually go back to the future with her, and we're going to leave Brainiac 5, the tech genius who has no freaking business being anywhere near old technology. Yeah, let's leave him here. I'm sure he won't pollute the timeline at all. Wait, this is too slow. Let me use my tech to fix it. So it's more of what I'm used to. Can you imagine, like, if we were transported to 1980 yes. just 1980 and it was like uh hey here you go guys where's google uh, i'm done with this yeah how do Where i look you? up this thing where's oh, your phone book. can i borrow your phone real fast yeah there's a there's a phone in the hallway what well, yeah there's a pay phone on the street here, here just copy this thing here just can open it up just click on the text. Can you imagine showing up in 1995 with a smartphone and an Apple Watch, with an iPhone 10 and an Apple Watch? Well, I mean, like, where, you would, from where am I showing up? There's no towers. Shit wouldn't work. 
Well, <laughs> like, what well, are you doing there, dude? Well, the obvious. Look what's happening. Why is it dead? You could still play music on it. You, you could, could still. Well, not, not even that. If you showed up as Future Guy with this technology. <laughs> future Guy. Think about it. He'd be that. Howard Stark. He'd be Howard Stark. They, they, they would be tr- the government. Would they be trying to capture you by the government? The government would be trying to capture you. You're That's an alien. I'm wondering about how to The important like, thing is you make hell? sure that you say that lying is bad. Lying is only bad if you get caught doing it. Yes, right. Oh, lying is bad. Right. Yeah, that would be amazing. But apparently the Terminator film is getting amazing reviews. People are excited about it. So maybe I should Apparently. bump that up higher than my level of excitement for The Rise of Skywalker. Never. Never. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. That, Wait, that's it. For higher our... than The Rise of Skywalker? How yeah, low is that bar? It's, it's pretty low. It's, it's like a yeah. it's, it's a pretty low bar. So now right, let's get quick. it. Yo. Gunner, if you had yeah. a choice, if you had a choice, which one are you saying? I'm going to see both. It's just one of them I'm going to see on TNT. And the other one I'm going to see on SS. <laughs> oh, wow. Or Paramount. If you had to, go, if you had like to go to one of them, <laughs> which one are you going to? Go to see. In theaters. In, in theaters. I guess it's going to have to be Star Wars just to keep the tradition going, but that's really about it. And, oh, yeah. Well, you know, and not see Terminators. To keep the tradition going, <laughs> I, I guess you keep two traditions going. Exactly. Now there's two reasons. Yeah. And we will be back next week talking more of the crisis buildup, Walking Dead, if Supergirl and Batwoman got more interesting, and all that good stuff next week. So thank y'all out there for listening, fellas. Thank y'all as always for rolling. This episode of Oz Movie Files has been filed.